Did you know that an objection is nothing more than an unanswered question? No? Then you're going to want to listen to this episode. Okay, here's the question. How are we dark horses? You know, the ones everyone is betting against, the ones they don't expect to win, place, or even show on the track, and they'll even laugh on us when we talk about trying. How do we show the world our greatness and triumph? Come on. Well, that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is The Dark Horse Entrepreneur, and my name is Tracy Brinkman. Hello, my Dark Horse friends and family. Welcome back to your daily dose of change my life in 15 minutes or less learning. I'm your Dark Horse host, Tracy Brinkman, and you? Well, that's infinitely more important. You are a driven entrepreneur, and you are here because you're ready to start, restart, kickstart and just start leveling up with some great marketing personal or business tips and results in order to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be and me well i'm here hitting you with another daily success episode on a dark horse entrepreneur as we dive deep into success with actionable advice tips and steps designed to help you level up your game because as we already know there's really no shortcuts when it comes to uh, success except for taking those daily little steps towards your goal all right first off i i, I want to let me um i want to thank you right for being a part uh, of this episode today and and every day that you're learning and I want to tell you, you know, I think the things that urge me to do these daily uh, success episodes on this podcast is I'm sitting here watching what's going on out there, you know, with all the COVID shutdowns, the impact on the economy, and, you know, who knows what's next, right? I mean, I don't know, do you? Who knows what's going to happen next? And I try to pay some attention to the politics that are going on out there. I mean, really all over. I think both sides are liars to some extent. But hey, I'm sure they're nice people and they mean well. But let's be honest, they have an agenda, right? And we all just need to understand that. Now, I don't know if it's good or bad, or if what's going to happen next is good or bad, or if it's going to explode or implode, get worse, get better. I don't know. I'm not sure anyone really knows. But we can also, uh, we can all assume at some point it's going to come back around eventually, right? I mean, that's what I'm hoping for. But here's what I do know. It's just getting more expensive out there, right? Us guys and us gals in the middle class are really getting squeezed, um, perhaps even being put into this economic chokehold of sorts. And until there's some light of prosperity on the horizon, most folks are out there running lean and mean. Those employees out there, yep, they're working harder. And I mean, assuming, let's, you know, make the assumption that uh, COVID hasn't taken their job away. Uh, you're most likely even less secure than you have been in some time. And God knows that old paycheck doesn't seem to be going quite as far as it used to. So it's wise to, uh, you know, yeah, get your own side hustle. Some, you know, some business of some type, uh, even if it's just part time, because a little bit of money part time, even the smallest of business revenue stream, I'm talking 50, 100 bucks a week, right? That can make a huge difference in your world. Uh, I'm going to make that assumption. I mean, it doesn't take a lot of cash flow to make you breathe just a little easier. I mean, don't get me wrong. 
Having the big payday is awesome, but just to have that ongoing cash flow uh, will save you time and again. So wrapping this all back around to what I started, uh, I think at the core reason that I started uh, jumping into these daily weekday episodes because I wanted to help people start, restart, kickstart their, their side hustle and level it up to the point that they're making a little extra money, give themselves a little more breathing room, a little more security. Now, I know there's a lot of you out there that are listening to this and you're already doing all that, right? You've got your own side hustle going already. So I think these daily episodes for you are geared to help you keep you guys and gals on track and give you some ideas I think you could uh, really put into uh, put into place that could work for you and your business all while staying focused on moving you and your business forward. You know, pump you up, push you, kick you in the butt, slap you in and say, come on, y'all, let's go. Let's do this. You got this. You know, not that whole downtrodden, I'm your boss and you're going to do it because I say so kind of way. All right, enough of that. Let's get into today's topic of discussion. Objections. Ugh, God, I know, I know. All of our tummies just knotted up a little bit as we thought about it. But if you think about it, the what is the real purpose of an objection? Now, let me start by telling you that I... Me, Tracy Brinkman, have a problem here. See, while I have picked away at this problem over the years, and it's gotten better over the years, uh, it's served me for some time, but it's also been a disservice as well. Because so, I so dislike hearing the word no. There, I said it. <laughs> right? Right? <sighs> I guess you could uh, even go so far as, uh, you know, if you're ever chatting with me, give it a shot, right? Tell me no. <laughs> You'll see. There, there might be this physical impact on me, right? Let alone the mental one when you when you say no to me, right? Um, not, but hey, I'm aware of the issue. And like I said, I've been, I've been picking away at this. And I think I've gotten way better at stopping that physical reaction. But, you know, it's uh, the trigger. I know at, at the core, it's still kind of there. Because at the core, I know the cause of that trigger, and I'm aware of its root cause, and I can see it coming. Even when the, the lips of the person I'm talking are just starting to form the word that we dislike so much, or, or at least I do, right? It, it's taken quite some time to overcome the big initial reaction that I used to have and tamp it down, um, you know, to tamp down that uh, negative reaction to that word, no. But you know, let's ask the question, why are we so put off by these little bitty two letters pushed together? I mean, it's such a tiny little word and it can, it can pack such emotion behind it. Why is that? I think, I think the core behind that is because there's conflict behind the word no. Yep. Uh, you know, right as soon as you utter the word no, the flow of the conversation stops. Yep. Cut the story. Halt. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. And the people, overall, they well, they don't like the flow to be stopped. Hey, what do you mean I can't do what I want to do? However, as some of you might be aware, and if you're not, I'm about to tell you, right? Rarely is a no just a no when it comes to sales. <laughs> but no means no in so many key areas of life. Let's get that straight. Uh, but we find no is a part of life, not just in sales, right? I mean, no comes everywhere. Um, but in sales, a no is usually a couple of things. First, obviously, it's an objection. But what is an objection? 
Well, to me, I think an objection is a question. Now, you might have heard this before, but I will assume that most of you hadn't. So there you have it. An objection is a question. That's it. Now, don't get me wrong. And there are those objections that you'll get from your prospects that where they're flat out telling you, no, I don't bloody well want your product or your service, period. Okay. But you're going to have to, you know, get in front of the people uh, that, well, let me rephrase this. You're not going out there and putting yourself in front of the people that don't need your product, are you? I mean, you have pre-qualified them, haven't you? You have checked on their needs, haven't you? Right? Because we talked about this in a previous episode, right? And if you haven't heard that one, you might want to go and check it out. You're not literally standing or virtually insisting that your prospect buy your product, are you? Of course you're not. I mean, you're not that guy or, or that gal. But if you are, well, then really I don't think there's a whole lot you can do at this point. There isn't a question that you can ever answer for that prospect that you have put into that situation. You will be not, uh, you, you will not be talking them into it. Uh, in that case, a no is just that. A no. Period. Now, on that same topic, there is a, let's call it a class of salespeople that are of the mindset that nine no's will get me a yes. Okay, well, that, that's their simple rule and that's their guideline for selling. Now, these types of salesmen push people to the very limit just to get a yes. So again, do not be that type of salesperson. Uh, sometimes no is definitely a no and there's a skill in reading a person for those very often clear signals of a no being a no but aside from that like i said a no is usually uh, in sales a question so at this point the goal is like i talked about in the previous episodes that we we do in our marketing the goal is to answer those questions that any of our prospects might have and then get another no and keep going but, you know, uh, open, be open and upfront and be honest until you answer all their questions. Now, right, let's be honest. This might take a little time. It might not even happen all at once. That's where the nurturing uh, part of prospecting comes in and and so on. So maybe you're starting to see how all these daily episodes are starting to link together. Hmm? Remember the seven steps of the customer journey? Hmm? The goal, you see, is to always answer all those questions. That way, eventually, you'll get to uh, move covertly uh, inside and understanding your prospect's mind that you are on the up and up and that you have their best interests in heart, right? And that you, well, yeah, you, I mean, obviously, you want to earn a few dollars for your business, but in the end, you have their world and their business's best interest in mind by, pre by presenting your solution, right? So as you go through and answer those questions, they really start to feel like they want to and perhaps even need to do business with you. Now, to be completely open and honest with you here, when you answer a question, you could potentially open up yeah, another question. Oh, you've done that? Yeah, me too, right? Have you ever been involved in a meeting and you get, you're like, oh, wow, here it comes, right? You get right to that point where the decision maker is about to utter the magic three-letter word, Y-E-S. And then someone answers another question and bam, 
That generates yet another question. Oh, uh, it feels like two steps back at that point, doesn't it? Well, fret not, little buckaroo. Let's start with the idea that uh, if you think it is on your prospect's mind, you're probably best served to go ahead and bring it up yourself and pre-answer the question. Why? Well, if you bring it up because you think they're considering asking the question, even if they haven't, then you come across as the awesome dude or, you know, dudette, right? I mean, think about it. You just offer up some information they should be thinking about, shows that you care for them and you care for their business even before they are your client. Now, of course, you need to do this from a place of sincere interest for them and for their business. All the while, let's be honest here, at the same time, be cautious bringing up something that you really think that they are uh, no way ever going to consider bringing up or you might find yourself wondering, ugh, why did I even bring that up? So it's this fine line to walk. So again, walking uh, walking into it or coming from a place of sincere interest in your prospects' well-being and their business will always serve you best. Because once again, as you answer the questions, they can open up more questions that you will have to answer. So do you want to eventually close that loop of questions? Yeah. So you want to, yeah, of course you want to close that loop of questions because so that obviously you can get to the sale, right? So, again, be honest, be forthcoming, while not bring up more questions that you need to, than you have to answer. Um, let me rephrase. I think the, the, uh, the magic secret sauce in there is to not bring up more questions than you have to answer, right? So, so if you bring up two questions uh, and you answer two questions, cool. But if you bring up in their mind, eight questions and you answer four, ooh, right? There's an issue there. So you want to bring up less questions than you answer. There you go. So now we all need to be mindful and aware of our messaging, right? We don't want to open up more question boxes than we, than we can answer. Uh, then, uh, and then you want to be forthright in closing those questions. So let's take one step further. And I would go so far as to say, uh, do not open a question that you don't even know, that you don't already know the answer for, right? Or at least that you're fully prepared and handle the response that may be given, right? So if you can think of all the questions they're going to come up with, have the answers ready and how you can help them. And if there are questions that come up you don't know the answers to, then you need to be ready for the response that they're going to give you. But once again, coming back around, do not hide anything. Let's be clear. Your prospects, they're not stupid. Uh, and let's be honest, if they are, you, you probably don't want to be doing business with them in the, in the first place, right? Just get out there. Find out what their needs are. Answer the questions uh, based on those needs. Then when they don't have any more uh, questions to be answered, that means they're probably going to buy from you. At the end of the day, what does this really come down to? It comes down to being a good person with your prospects best interests in mind. It comes down to being what all businesses should be in the first place, to bring value to to those within your sphere of influence. And that will grow your sphere in enabling you to bring that same value or more value to a larger group as your sphere fills up with more people. And yeah, of course, you want to generate some profits along the way so that your business can actually stay in business. But 
when you bring the value and you bring them in in a top-notch fashion, you'll find that more and more people will come into your sphere of influence and you'll be a profitable, um, you'll have a profitable business for a very long time to come. Will you stumble? Will you bumble, trip, fall, and face plant? Yeah, you will. I know I have. But you can get up, dust yourself off, and keep bringing the value. All right, everybody. Tomorrow, we're going to chat about your life's purpose. Ooh, that's going to be a good one. All right, you get out there. You run your race. Get your results and let me hear about them. Till tomorrow, think successfully and take action. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman.